Welcome to the In the Valley number twenty one number in sorry In the Valley twenty one number two. <laughs> we had right. number one last week. We're missing we're missing our old manager. We're not allowed to mention his name. But we've got our new manager still in the studio in India, Indy. So welcome. He'll be talking to him a bit later on. We also have our our program manager in uh, Stephen Donat Jones. Hi, uh, folks. How are you? We also have a couple of. Uh, very welcome guests in the studio, in Nicola and Stephen from the from the high school. We'll be talking, chatting them to a minute. Uh, sorry, Nicole, I keep getting that wrong. I've been thinking of the lady who. It's very uh, simple. It's very easy. Who looks after the Mindaroo Foundation? I'm, I do apologise, Nicola. That's absolutely fine, Jeff. Uh, and, and those who know Nicola, she's been around in Fitzroy for I think we said eight years now that you've. Combined time. I think total it's time? even longer than that. So fourteen years and our fourth return to Fitzroy. So you can't get rid of us. There you go. So all those people that love her, and I'm sure there's quite a few out there have had her as a school teacher, and have uh, had a very pleasant contact. We'll be sp- uh, speaking with to- Nicola very shortly about some of the exciting things that are going to be happening in the high school. Uh, on the line, we've got Mick Albert. Now, those uh, people who've been listening to our program last year uh, would remember Mick as the Gandua CEO. He's going to be talking to us about uh, what Gandua might be doing in the Valley this year. G'day, Mick. How are you going? Good, thanks, Jeff, and uh, g'day to everybody in the Fitzroy Valley. We'll just get uh, the volumes up. Uh, we'll get the volume up, Mick. Sorry, mate. Um, say that again. Uh, good afternoon, Jeff, and good afternoon to everybody in the Fitzroy Valley. It's good Okay, the we seem to be having a little bit of trouble with my phone on this. Just uh, hang on a sec, Mick. Uh, speak to us again. Uh, well, righto. Okay, now this is live radio at its best. So they, sorry to those people out there who can't hear anything. That's uh, neither can we. That was that was actually for the deaf people. Uh, Mick, we, ne- we now can hear you and the speakers can hear you. Um, are you in Warman, I gather? I am. So uh, I, I scooted across uh, the other day. We had some meetings in Halls Creek uh, yesterday and um, had a, a bit of a catch-up in Fitzroy as well. And, uh, yeah, in Warman with the East Kimberley crew, just doing some planning for um, the East Kimberley communities and uh, heading up to Kananara to uh, spend some time up there as well tomorrow and the next day. So, uh yeah, a bit of a, a, a trip across the Kimberley, but really good to get back out uh, after having a few weeks off during the Christmas break. But um, And uh, even though it's wet season, it poses some challenges, but uh, we've been, been able to swim through a couple of places. How were the, how were the roads on the way through? <laughs> no, the roads are fine, actually. A bit of water over Blino the other day, and uh, it, it rained most of yesterday in Halls Creek, so they got a really good drop yesterday and last night, and then uh, a couple of floodways had some water on it between uh, Halls Creek and, and Mormon, but uh, it, it's uh, it's all manageable and uh, we're heading back to Kamenara shortly, so it should be all fine. Very good. Now, you mentioned that you passed through Fitzroy and had a bit of a chat with the Fitzroy gang. What sort of things can we uh, be expecting from Gandor in the Valley this year? Yeah, look, we've, uh, we're really keen to get a bit more heavily involved in footy, particularly from the club development uh, view, so um, obviously been having chats with you and, uh, and a few others from the Central Kimberley Footy League, but uh, hopefully with not a lot of footy happening last year, Garner was really keen to work closely with the Central Kimberley Footy League, and in, in particular each of the clubs, so that um, we can start preparing for the season ahead. So looking at uh, working closely with Eamon Rice, the, the West Australian 
footy commission footy specialist. Um, he's been doing, doing some training with all of our guys and, and a, a few of the areas that we'll be focusing on is just doing some planning for the year with the clubs, helping out with, with player registrations and, uh, and some governance stuff as well. But uh, hopefully uh, with our guys getting out and, and doing some early work and they've already started um, this week, um, just chatting with the footy clubs and, and getting them prepped so that we can have a pretty good footy season uh, for 2021. Now, I hear you've had a bit of a setback. Uh, Mervyn Collard, who's a well-known uh, local footballer from uh, many years, uh, was working for you, uh, particularly in this football area. Am I hearing right in the fact that he's possibly left the region again? Yeah, he has, unfortunately. He had, uh, had to, for personal reasons, had to take off again, which is a real shame. We, uh, he did some good work with us at the end of last year and um, and took off last week, I think. But uh, we've re-advertised, and hopefully we can uh, get somebody else on board as soon as we can. So there are other opportunities, particularly for some casual positions. So if anybody out there is interested in, in doing some work, especially around the footy space for the time being, um, just go into the local Gander office there and see Shona or Sam, and uh, you'll be able to chat to them about potentially picking up some work and, and helping us out with this process. So... We've got Sam Redaway as our active community coordinator and, and he, he knows a lot of footy and, and is a really good guy. But we're really keen to get some local people on just to help us with that local content. Mick, um, Gandua is renowned for its holiday activities. Um, did we, uh, how did you go with the activities uh, in Fitzroy this year? Yeah, Shona put together a few weeks' worth of um, uh, activities down at the rec centre and, um, yeah, so I think she was doing two or three days' worth a week and... and uh, They'll continue on now that school started and um, and getting some activities so that uh, the kids can go down to the rec centre after school and, and participate in some things. So uh, had some reasonable, uh, I guess, uh, participation. A few, few families away and, and obviously being a bit high, it's a bit uncomfortable in the rec centre. But um, no, there's still a few activities there and, and really ramping up for some more uh, as, the, as the term goes on. Uh, we're speaking with Mick Albert, who's the CEO of Gandwa. Mick, uh, how's the organisation travelling? Uh, last year, COVID obviously had a major impact on what you could do or uh, you couldn't do. Uh, has there been sort of much word to the organisation about uh, the, being able to get access to remote communities and also get your programs up and going again? Yeah, certainly last year was a really big challenge. And so we, we spent a fair bit of time doing some training with the guys around some online communication and, and uh, planning and, and using some of those tools as well. So, so um, and obviously doing the COVID planning itself to, to keep ourselves COVID safe. And, and that's something that we've touched on uh, at our workshop last, last week, that we can't become complacent. Obviously, the Perth issue that happened, we actually had a couple of staff mixed up in that, in that five-day lockdown, which um, hampered their ability to attend the, the workshop. So we're, we've reinforced making sure that, um, you know, we stay COVID safe and, and in particular getting out to the communities because that's the last place we want to see it. So we've concentrated a fair bit on that, but also we've um, we've made a concerted effort to really hone in on a couple of communities out of each of the offices so that um, we can get some regular visits out there uh, over a six-week period. So I know Sam and Jonah have done a bunch of planning and, and they'll be um, targeting Bailu and, and Mulligy, um in this term and then hitting the other communities where we can. Obviously the wet season and the condition of the roads um, will uh, govern a little bit of that but uh, really keen to get out there and get some consistency going. Good on you Mick. Look, um, I know it was short notice to get you on and uh, I was having a bit of trouble in um, dealing with getting you online to start with but thanks very much for joining us on In the Valley and uh, we look forward to catching up with you again fairly shortly. 
No, I really appreciate the time, Jeff, and uh, keen to come on again soon. You guys stay safe. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Let's go to Bob Marley and the Whalers. Where the Cat Fits by Bob Marley. Not quite a Fitzroy Valley musician, but we'll claim him. Um, and prior to that, we were talking to Mick Albert, who was the CEO of Gandwa, about the uh, Gandwa programs for Fitzroy uh, coming up this year. Now, as, uh, as we promised earlier, we've got uh, a couple of legends in the studio, and we've got Nicola Angel and Stephen Trainer from the uh, Fitzroy Valley District High School. Welcome again, both of you. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, thank you very much. Great to be back on the air, folks. Yeah, and we are watching the ratings uh, button on our computer screen here, Stephen, <laughs> just to see if it's the truth every time that you speak that our ratings go through the roof. Jeff. But we've also let you know that we've got one in a cola as well. Now, we're going to compare the two, and if yours are less than hers, mate, you're not coming back next week. Okay. Maybe <laughs> tell us at the end. <laughs> now, um, Stephen, as the principal, we'll give you the, we'll give you the, the first uh, say in things. Yep. Uh, how's school been going this week? Uh, it's the second week. And, yep, so uh, you're, looking, you're looking pretty good. Uh, thanks. Yeah, school's been going great. Uh, we've started back. Lots of kids coming through the door. Some faces we haven't seen for a while. Uh, you know, we are, we understand it's been problematic in the valley with the rain. Uh, so if you are out there and you can't make it, please call the school and let us know where you are. Um, we've we've had our launch of our Shooting Stars program last Tuesday. Uh, it was very successful. Um, over 60 girls uh, and, the, and the Shooting Stars uh, people came across. And our new uh, coordinator, Samantha Shepherd, did a fantastic job in organising that. And we look forward to building the program. Uh, well, just a little bit on the Shooting Stars. And, Nicola, you jump in any time sure. that you feel uh-huh. that you, you want to uh, have input because mm-hmm. I'd imagine that's a, a women's program uh, or girls' program. Um, that has replaced... A program, or is it a new, totally new one? Steve, do you want me to answer that? Yeah, Are you happy yeah, for me to answer? Yeah. So um, I've only been back in Fitzroy, as Jeff was saying, for 12 months, and certainly one of the things that we've identified um, in the last 12 months is that we've had a strong Clontarf program with three staff and servicing our secondary students really well and also moving down into our upper primary for the boys, but we didn't really have an equivalent vehicle or program for the girls, so we did some comprehensive um consultation with community and we had a look at a couple of programs girls academy and shooting stars and we just felt that they had the better pitch and they were more suitable for the needs of our students so we're really excited with the shooting stars um, program starting in the school and the positive engagement that we've had with girls already so i think there'll be big things happening in the girls and young women's space at the school from now onwards have you can you give us any sort of um, examples of the stuff that the shooting stars you know, um, would be looking at doing? Yeah, so absolutely. So um, they do offer curriculum, so they have a class with each of our year groups every week, so looking um, around health and wellbeing um, and really um, instilling some leadership skills in our students as well. And we're very focused, and this is a real passion of mine, as you know, Jeff, um, which is about getting more community involvement in the school. So um, in a couple of weeks' time, we've got International Women's Day coming up and we're looking forward to getting some of our spectacular young and older women in the community to come in and have lunch with our girls and just talk about their stories really so um, that's one example of how the girls program is really going to lead within the school but also I think in the community as well. Uh, for those listeners out there who may uh, may not or may recognise the voice this is uh, um, Nicola Angel who's back 
in town as the deputy principal secondary That's of, right, of the high school. That's right, which I used to do about 25 years ago, if I'm not giving my age away as well. <laughs> so there's a, um, it's a really nice sense of homecoming for David and myself coming back. We were here at the beginning of last year and it's probably taken us 12 months to get back into that Fitzroy way of um, doing things, but lovely for me to be back at the school and involved in education in the Valley again. Seen a few old faces that you, you would have taught over the years? Um, I think I worked out last year that three quarters of the secondary students, either David or myself, had taught one or both of their parents, which is lovely. So um, <laughs> there you go. That's, a re- that's a really nice sense of homecoming for us and that great connection with families, which is what school is all about. Uh, we touched on Shooting Stars, which is a, a, a new initiative in the school this year. Uh, the kindy uh, primary... Uh, area is that a, another area that you're working on? I gather and yep. uh, and the enrolments in that. Yeah, so a few things there. Um, thanks, Jeff. We've got a <coughs> kindy pre-primary meet and greet at the school to come and meet the teacher, see the classrooms, and that's happening today at four thirty. Uh, so there'll actually be a barbecue in four minutes' time. Yeah, I'll be up there shortly <laughs> after this. Uh, so yeah, we've got a meet and greet. So uh, Sally and Sarah, our teachers, have organised. You know, the classrooms to be open, come and meet the teacher. Uh, Just a message for people out in the community there. We've got three places left in our kindy class for 2021. And what's the age for kindy? Um, Five. Turning five? Yeah. Turning five. Oh, turned five? Turned five, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also, you know, if those places get filled up, there's likely there could be a waiting list. So if you're out there and you haven't enrolled your kids in kindy yet, please bring them up to the school or ring the school, we'll bring the enrolment forms out to you. Uh, we've got three slots left. Sounds pretty exciting. So it's a full book. How many, How many? Uh, what numbers would oh, you so have? So that will make a full class of 20. So right. we've got 17 out of 20. We've got three places available. There you go. Now, numbers and census, What's what these words came up, what do they mean in relation to the school? Uh, so schools are funded by the number of students they have on their books and uh, based on an attendance in a two-week window. So we're currently in student census and that closes Friday. So if you haven't uh, returned to school yet and you're, you're out, you're stuck in community or you're in Broome or Kununurra, Perth, please ring the school and let them know where you are and when you're likely to be back. So Very important. Um, the, the kids basically need to come in, enrol, get their name on the list, make sure that they're part of the, the, the numbers calculated yep. for the rest yep. of the year. Yep. And really, we want students at school each and every day. So if students have not been if students have not been at school yet, we really encourage them to get to school as soon as possible. Okay, so any of you kids out there, um, it's important that we have as many school teachers and, and resources as possible and the numbers of kids at the school quite often determines that. So, yeah, I'll just jump in there. So schools, you know, for us to run effective programs and do lots of ex- exciting and engaging things with the kids, uh, we need to have the enrolments. So if we have the enrolments, we can run the programs. And the way the models, uh, our department model is, the funding is based off this two-week window, and we're currently in it. Every school, every state school in Western Australia is currently in the same space, so I do encourage you, if you're out in Mooloojah, Bailu, Wonka-Jonka, go and see your schools and, you know, get back to school. Mm, really important message. Um, 
Now, we were talking earlier about um, communicating with the community and getting a greater community input. Nicola, you've got some, I think, some pretty strong ideas on, on, on this um, and would like to, to uh, get more people involved in the school. Is that correct? Absolutely. So I'm really passionate about co-design with community. So we've got opportunities to um, support existing programs, but also to create new programs as well. And as you know, Jeff, you and I have been talking a lot about um, boys' engagement because we do think that there needs to be um, some strategies and some programs in place, some really consultative strategies and programs in place that the school is part of. Um, so I'm really keen to get any feedback from um, community and parents we welcome anyone into the school at any time um, to come in and have a cup of tea and a chat etc but I think there's real opportunities at the moment with relatively new administration um, for us to really be starting to develop some very customised Fitzroy Valley programs and I'm very excited to be back in the valley to be able to contribute to that. When when a parent comes into the school, is, are there have, have you got ideas about how we can apart from just getting them in the front gate that makes them feel more sort of engaged when they're there or part of what's going on? Because I know from my own point of view, when you walk in the front desk, it's quite imposing. You know, walking into a school where there's all these other sort of official things going on. Are there ways you re- around that? Do you believe? You want to talk about it. yeah, so that that has been identified uh, about the the warm, welcoming environment, uh, and the front office ladies, um, front office ladies, uh, you know, want to do up that front area, make it more welcoming. Also, we can use our partners such as Clontarf and Shooting Stars to facilitate, you know, the getting parents into the school. So when when they're there engaging with them yeah. when they're there, so yeah. they're not just coming to the front desk, but they're yeah. actually seeing a broader yeah. area of how the school and works. And I think last year we've had real challenges, obviously, with COVID and not being able to have a lot of parents and community um, into the school. But this year, hopefully, um, we will be lucky and continue to be able to welcome parents. So we'll have a series of community events and engagement programs where um, staff, where students and their families are welcomed into the school and they get to meet our new staff and um, we have barbecues. They're not necessarily things that are happening in that front office and in that administrative space because sometimes that is a bit imposing but that are happening down on the basketball courts and on the grass area and in classrooms as well. So that's certainly a focus for us for this year. Um the high school is your area of um, um, it is of expertise. Expertise. Yeah. Um, you were telling me earlier there's a restructure going on there. Yeah, and we're really excited about that. So, as I say, I've been back for twelve months, and um, Steve has been in the school for a little bit longer than that. And we um, quite clearly recognised that the um, curriculum that we were offering in secondary wasn't having the outcomes that we wanted. So we're using a big picture curriculum that met the needs of a small group of students, but really not um, the broader community. So we have um, done a big restructure. We've looked at offering um, a science program, a HASS or a humanities program, English and maths, and then really using the expertise of our specialist teachers as well. Um, and have students transition across classrooms as well and the students have been really excited by that they're loving that they're getting to move around the secondary and they're working with lots of different teachers it's been so refreshing because we haven't used our science room I believe for a number of years so we've got a science teacher we've done a really careful and um 
a very rigorous program in terms of recruitment. So we've got a number of fantastic new secondary teachers and it's just so um, exciting to be walking around the high school at the moment and going into classes and seeing students um, using Bunsen burners and um, experiments and to, um, just to see our students learning in all different learning areas. So we're very excited about that. And the feedback from students and the parents that have been in the school is that they love this new model as well. So I'm sure that we are going to, students are going to both with their feet in regards to that and we'll get um, some greater uh, engagement and attendance and some really good um, learning opportunities as well. But I do also want to say that we have an Aboriginal languages program in our school that Mamaji, of course, your wife is um, the coordinator of that program. So we're offering languages to our Year 7 and 8 students and um, we have a Bush Rangers program where we're working closely with the Indigenous Rangers group. But what we're hoping to do is we're hoping to do some co-design of curriculum around on-country learning as well. So I'm really excited about opportunities and it's just so nice to be back and to be working with a community of really strong leaders and innovative people um, so that we can um, provide great learning opportunities for our young people. Exciting sounds like the word of the day. Yeah, it is. Um, we've been talking with Nicola Angel and Stephen Trainor. Just one last thing, Stephen, before we uh, go to one of your requests. Yes. Um, there's some advertising of some jobs up at the school that local, we're encouraging yep. local people to get involved yep. in. Uh, thanks. So, yes, we've got some uh, pools running, employment pools, uh, for education assistants, uh, special needs education assistants, and AIEOs, uh, as well as our Shooting Stars second position. When you say AEIOs... Aboriginal Islander Education Officers. And what's their sort of, what do they sort of have to do? Well, they are there to support the learning of our Indigenous kids, uh, work alongside with the teacher, uh, home visits, uh, liaising with parents. Do they, do they have to have um, previous experience to, to, to fill these jobs? Uh, no, you get on the job training. Right, and the, and the, are they um, the school supports that training and development stuff. Yeah, so all our education assistants, AIOs, uh, are supported through TAFE to get a cert three or four, um, which they need. But when you start, you get enrolled. So there's on supportive on the job training, and is that is in those positions. Um, are locally they're focusing on local yes. people so yes. we're, we're, so anybody yeah. listeners out there that yeah. uh, you feel like you've got something to offer to the kids or the school or get yourself improved in in your own job opportunities and things mm. go down and see steve and the gang at the high school and, and um jeff if i can just add to that we would love to get some um staff in our school from woolager and bayaloo communities in particular we've got a big group of students right. from both those communities and we would love to have an aio or an ea working in our school who can particularly support those students so anybody li listening out on those uh, remoter communities that's uh, an open invitation to come in and, and uh, join the the gang up at the school thanks you two for coming in it's yep. great to have you here and uh, you're right both the ratings have gone up we've doubled the ratings can i just say hello to all my gang out at mount pierre station uh, hey mate you're not, to play, you're not allowed to play favorites on this program. i'm just saying hello because i know she listens every week <laughs> and jeff if i could just finish by saying we are um we have very a very warm welcome to any 
um, parents or community members coming into our school. We always welcome visitors and also welcome feedback as well. So any feedback for us is good feedback. Um, so please don't be a stranger at Fitzroy Valley District High School. There's a there's a new broom in the Fitzroy District High School and it's uh, looking very good. All the best for this year. I hope it really all goes well and we'll have a bit of a progress report in the next couple of weeks. All right, we'll look forward to that. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. Thank Cheers, you very guys. much. There, we've been speaking to Nicola Angel and Stephen Trainer from the Fitzroy Valley District High School. There we go. John Bennett with Wongaja. Uh He's a musician from Bidjidanga that we um, that has uh, recorded a number of, of titles. And uh, so, yeah, John Bennett, Wangaja from Bidjidanga. Good to hear. Now, we've had a, a changing of the baton in the last couple of weeks. Our last program, we had Wayne Binder, who was the original manager, sitting in here. And, then, and Indy was a guest. But now we've got Indy in here as the manager. Indy, how was your first week? It's a steep learning curve, but that's all right. That's what you expect, isn't it? So... Yeah, no, it's, it's been good. It's, I need to do a lot of work in getting out and working out what community group does what and who's involved and, you know, so that I can actually work out how to engage the community. So meeting people is going to be the trick. Meeting people, yeah. Well, the, the, you guys out there in Radio Land, if, you, um, if you've got things that you want to uh, talk to people about and get the word out, come and uh, see Indy and introduce yourself to him. I'm sure you know, anybody's welcome to yes, come in absolutely. And, yeah, yeah. And, and meet you and uh, and get involved in, in community radio because that's what it's all about is is getting people on, on, on the air, isn't it, really? One, one of my passions for this game has always been, well, because I started in radio when I was eight, right? I've been involved in radio since I was a kid. And I know we've got another character in this community who's done that too. Dylan Storer started when he was seven. Um. So I've always been pretty passionate about trying to get young people involved. So my first steps in this role have been definitely working with characters like Nicola and Steve at the school to try and get kids involved in radio in one way or another. Um, you know, perhaps you start with that as it being a part of the curriculum, but hopefully you can encourage kids through that to get interested in it and want to do it in their own time. So, yeah. That would be one of my goals, I think, is how do we get kids interested in it and not feeling like they have to do it but want to do it. Yeah, I heard you just chatting to Nicola as she was going out the door about getting some high school kids in to do high school programs on, on radio. Is, yeah, that, absolutely. is that the sort of thing that you're yeah, talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. It's, look, I can tell you now, having experienced it, it's a lot of fun, um, but it's a great way of making... Well, it's a great way of having kids find ways of doing the kind of things they need to do in the classroom without feeling like it's a chore or a task. You know, all of those practices that we learn at school, particularly things like writing and managing time and numbers, you know, that's what radio is about. Mm. So, yeah, getting to work at how to communicate is, yeah. I was driving back from Derby um, last year, end of last year and early in the morning and uh, I was listening to Natalie and Bullen uh, in their morning program mm. and the stories and the talking of the language and, and that. I, I found it fascinating. It was really uh, terrific listening. Uh, is that the sort of thing you also want to encourage, more of those local stories, the language stuff, all absolutely, of that sort of thing? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, one of the things I want to try and do in the sort of early days of my time here is get 
um, encourage people who are involved to get out and sit with people in the community and capture stories. You know, like storytelling, local stories and oral history stuff is is really great radio in general, I feel, but it's also so significant to Indigenous communities, you know, given that it is an oral history that they live, you know, mm. and it's all about the story of, of, of their land, you know, this is such a powerful tool in that in that regard. Mm. The um, in your past radio experiences, is that difficult to do though? Is it you know to 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 get those engagements with um, people who might not necessarily be used to speaking on radio and those yeah. sort of things? Yeah, it is. So you've got to go to them rather than bring them into the studio. You've got to you've got to make them. You've got to make the conversations happen without them realising that that you've done it. Mm. So you've got to be able to sit with someone for long enough and build the rapport well enough that they start talking. Even though they've been a brick wall in front of you refusing to speak, given a little bit of time, they'll start to actually tell you stories and then they have they won't even realise they've done it. And yep. Suddenly there's a conversation happening. And uh, in my knowledge of the Fitzroy Valley, there's lots of stories to be told, whether it's in music or whether it's just in you know verbal stories coming out. So any of you listeners out there that you uh, feel like telling your story or giving us, uh, tell, letting other people know your story, come and see Indy. Um, he will welcome you in and uh, we'll get you on air. And the other thing is that for anyone who feels that they don't listen to the radio because it's not aimed at them, the easiest way to fix that is to come in and spend an hour playing the music you like. Yeah. Okay. Now we're in we're in, in the in the valley program, which is a shared uh, program between Wongi Radio and the Men's Shed. I'm Jeff Davis. I chair the the Men's Shed. Uh, we're sitting talking to Indy, who's the manager of the uh, the radio station, and the the program quarter Stephen Donner. Now, uh, Stephen, sorry for uh, for um, bumping you up the list of into manager position, but uh, what we would like you to do now is maybe play us a song, and uh, we'll come back to India in a minute to continue our conversation about what's going on in the valley. That was mostly a track you haven't heard of from uh, Credence Creeboard Revival before, but you hear everything on Radio Wongi for the first time. So those out there who like a bit of that guitar picking, there you go. Uh, that was Stephen's choice, not mine. I thought it was going to be an, a different Credence track, so, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Indy, we're going to have to do something about the music selection in the on the on the radio. We, we'll have to make it so Stephen's got a bigger choice of things <laughs> to pick from. What do you reckon? We'll, we'll start looking for some more music for sure. There's, there's some good stuff in there, but there's a lot that aren't labelled properly. One of the things that, that we did talk about when we were talking about setting up in the valley as a radio program that we would try and target the musicians in the valley. Um, one of the things that uh, so yeah. if there's any musicians out there who would like to get their music on on air and particularly on in this section, we can play three or four songs maybe during it and uh, promote you. We had uh, last year we had John Till on uh, John Till on mm-hmm. uh, with his album. We had Patrick Davies with his. I did see yesterday, by the way, that Patrick Davies was advertising that the music studio is currently available if people want to record. So if there's musos out there that are looking to do some recording, 
He's got a studio set up. Yeah, oh, yeah, but yeah, Indy. The, yeah, there's a, yeah, that that uh, that uh, that studio in Indy's been around for a while and it's been done. Uh, there's a fair bit of recording done at it. Must uh, maybe contact uh, contact Patrick and find out uh, where some of those soundtracks are because uh, there'd be some some brilliant local musicians uh, playing and doing their stuff there. Mm. Now, Indy. Um, just a last question on the radio station. Any uh, any big ideas for the the coming twelve months that you have, have you've thought about yet, or is that still to come? I think the 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 one thing that the the board were keen to see me do when I arrive was community engagement. So this kind of relationship, like what we have here between the men's shed and Wongi, is important, and we want to try and get more of those happening. Hence, what I said before about trying to get the guys at the school to come and do stuff with us. Uh, and then, um, you know, maybe we can get the local cops to come in and do a fortnightly or monthly update. Maybe there's, uh, you know, the local... I mean, you get the local council to talk, but maybe councillors themselves have something they want to say or, um, yeah, trying to, how, how do we further engage the community, I guess, is, yeah, the trick. Um, that's that's will be all our aim, and in the valley, hopefully, we can provide some of that as well in this program. Now, you both um, you changed track uh, track a little bit. Um, the men's shed had a meeting, and this is a co-sponsored by the men's shed, the in the valley program between us and Wongi. Uh, Indy, you were your first sort of meeting coming along, and um, the this partnership between the men's shed and uh, Wongi for this program. Is that something that you see as valuable and that maybe could be extended? Absolutely, on? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I'd like to see our partnership offer opportunities for things like um, outside broadcasts when there's a barbecue happening at the, at the at the men's shed, for example. You know, if we can find ways of getting a group of members of the community into that space. Um, then we can also broadcast from that and and promote the fact that that's happening. Um, yeah, those kind of relationships can well, grow. And, yeah. Well, one of the things we've been talking about, uh, I just had a discussion with uh, Neil and Gary in the last couple of days, and that's about health checks and how men in particular need to get health checks done and, and, have, uh, and have sort of slackened off in that regard and uh, maybe using the men's shed as a, as a vehicle to... Uh, attract them in and get them in and have those those uh, health checks done by having a, maybe a barbecue and you know doing the health checks and maybe even having the radio station there maybe you know mm. to, doing interviews and all of those yeah. sort of things so that's the sort of thing you're talking about absolutely yeah mm. Stephen you were you were at that meeting um, what's your thoughts what's your thoughts on the men's shed promoting itself and you know the usage of of, of having friends of the men's shed like Wongi. Um, mm working in with us well it's important that uh, the men in the valley know about the men's shed know what the men's shed is doing for them and, and what activities um, are available for them so it's really important that we just not you know uh, be quiet and sit quietly in the shed we have to let men know that's a responsibility we have to let men of the valley know what's going on at the shed let them know that they're welcome that it's their shed and they've got a part of it so yeah that's that's something that we really have to push so let's do that 
the um, and that was what interested me when talking to uh, to Anthony and Clint the, this morning was the the idea of engaging the men by programs like getting their health checks done, which is mm. good for you know good for them, good for us, bringing the people in because you they the more people you get tested, obviously the better, and then that identifies issues that these guys have that we can actually then set up programs for. Um, the the men just to let the listeners know we also uh, the men's shed have, have taken on two focus areas that we want to deal with this year with programs so not just talking about stuff but actually doing things one's in the mental health area and the other one's what we call engagement and uh, Nicola and the high school uh, we've I had a me- meeting with them prior to coming on air today and we were talking about how the men's shed might uh, assist the high school in that um, in their alternative engagement strategy for their high school kids, years mm. 7, 8, 9, 10, or 9, 10, 11, 12, that sort of age group, and trying to get them more engaged in things and maybe offering the shed up as a venue. Oh, look, absolutely. I mean, the the, the shed is a, a proven good quality uh, venue, and so it's it's there, and, yeah, we, we want. I mean, this is what the men's shed have decided, that we, we want... Um, activities to be happening there we don't have to run it ourselves we're happy to uh, let other organizations other groups run activities there because it's it's a good facility well it was interesting in in, in talking to nicola that they're, they're not against the idea of having um the men's shed as a as a venue for these kids who are not attending school to do specialist engagement programs there so some of the ideas that have come up is like building bikes or you know repairing motor cars yeah, sure. or or building furniture, or and those sort of things. So, um, and so though, for those people out there, uh, Garama Yanayu, which is the the organisation that runs the men's shed, um, watch that space because we'll be coming we'll be coming with these programs hopefully in the ne- within the next few months once we get these things tied up. Um, we're just about done for the day. I reckon we could uh, we could have a, a track of music now. What have you got for us in line this time, Stephen? Well, for the time that we have left, we could have Powderfinger, Iberian Dream. And uh, the other tracks that we'd like to play are all going to be too long, Jeff. So oh, well, we better have... It's dreadful. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this, is, this is the end of number two for 21 in the Valley. And thank you for listening. And we'll catch you again next Wednesday. Thanks, gentlemen, for coming in and, and uh, joining us. No worries. And uh, we'll see you listeners later. Okay, goodbye, everyone. See you, folks.